the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Friday night. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrew K. Show. I was doing a little dance over here before the beginning of the show. Woo! It's Friday night. Yeah, when the explosion happened, I did my little hands up for y'all, y'all watching on Facebook Live. And then I looked over through the mirror, through the window at my man over in the booth. And he wasn't looking too excited. <laughs> he's like me. Oh, my. No, he's like, uh, he knows that we're in serious times. But you know what? And we're going to continue to speak the truth. Tonight, we're going to continue a very serious discussion we had last night. And I knew as I got into that, went into that area based upon an interview with the Dr. Michael Yaden from Pfizer that people would be like, hold up now, which is exactly what he said people's response would be. We ran out of time. So we've got Don Jans who's going to be back with us to wrap up this discussion. And you're going to hear how we carry the discussion about the... Possible, if not probable, if not likely designed for the vaccines, how it plays into the whole global reset, as well as even other things that are happening right now with the um, hundred or so formers uh, from the security, national security arena and others um, asking for commission to target MAGA. So we've got lots to get into tonight. So I'm glad to have Don Jans back with us. Of course, it's Friday. So we're going to have our man, Bob Walters, here with us at the bottom half of the hour for his weekly education segment. And as somebody said to me today at lunch, he said, really, schools is really where it's all about. That's where it is. And of course, we've been saying that for a while, right? So Bob will be back here to educate you on what's happening with the education system and hopefully not just educate you, but motivate you to get active. And then we're getting, we're introducing kind of a new feature tonight. We used to do Friday Fun Day every week, and then there wasn't a whole lot to, for fun happening with the Rona shutdowns. So then Skins and I decided that we were going to maybe do a, a Friday Feel Good, um, Feel Good feature. And so we actually have a local legend household name who's going to be with us later on to tell his story and this should put a smile on your face because let me tell you everybody in san diego at least anybody over the age of 20 will recognize who this gentleman is and you're going to really want to stay tuned and listen to him how's that for a tease i ain't even going to give you his name of course y'all know the name of this feller because he's here with me every night of the week it's dj potato skins we're putting the interests of america first They're part of a long American tradition of proving democracy's critics wrong, of showing that we have the courage to stand up for what is right and what is necessary. Standing up for what is right, what is necessary. Don Jans, Andrea Kay, go. I'm ready. All right. Um, Well, before I actually bring in Don, I do have to give a headline from today. I'm not going to spend much time on it because, as you and I have said, I don't really know really ultimately what the point is. But uh, something that we talked about for a while uh, was that the 
prospect that the Democrats and, Joe, and a Biden administration were going to pack the court. And we were like, well, why do they need to pack the court? They don't need they, to. They don't need it. And nevertheless, they think that they do because that would be the way to ultimately cement everything that Don and I are about to talk about. Not only pack the courts, but... Now they need term limits, Andrea. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, uh, ult- you know what the, the the play is. Well, at the same time, they're telling you that Second Amendment isn't absolute. They're telling you, you better not touch Roe v. Wade. You better not touch it, anything that we want. And we're going to go so far as to make sure that we legislate from the Supreme Court bench. And then anything that we want is considered absolute and permanent going forward. So they've started a commission. That is all Obama people. They, they, it, Biden says that he wants the results in six months because they, I mean, they want to get this signed, sealed, delivered, and done before the midterm election. Something you want to say before I go to my man, Don? It just, we, we, we told you so. We told you this was coming before the election. Here it is. It's everything we said that was going to happen before the election has happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been, we've been right on. We should probably buy a lottery ticket tonight. Isn't it Fridays when Think they so. have like the Mega yeah. Millions, right? All right, so joining me to pick up the discussion from last night is my go-to guy who literally wrote the book, The Road to Tyranny. And I'd say, particularly when it comes to these vaccines and this va- and, the, and the plan for the vaccine passport, and ultimately, Don, what we talked about last night, their ultimate endgame for the vaccine, I'd kind of say we're already here at tyranny, don't you? Yes, yes. Remember back in 2008, uh, uh, September 30th, October 30th, I'm sorry, uh, we were promised that the United States would be transformed. The thing Obama did not say is into what we would be transformed. And what we know after observation and and study, et cetera, is that what Obama meant is that we would be transformed into a Marxist totalitarian state. Remember, Obama's are hard, fast um, communists. And this is this is ultimately where they want us to go. Now, I don't know that anybody had any idea back in 2008 that we would have this flu-like um, um, uh, disease that people that people that would scare everybody in the world. Well, but let me- they have taken advantage of it well they clearly have and as and as michael yaden said in his article i don't know if it's global convergence which is convenient that all the that all these countries that want a new world order global economy uh that they just have converged on this crisis or if it's been a global conspiracy but the lies and the propaganda coming out of every government and are identical and the lies coming out of the mm-hmm. mainstream media are identical. All of the lies have been identical from uh, variants, which every day we're getting more and more. Today, uh, just to update you guys on the latest, um, today, another day, another multiple sites of J&J vaccination sites have been taken down. Uh, finally, CNN had to had to do a story tonight and admit that there are uh, massive um, reactions happening to these vac- uh, from these vaccines. We know in Michigan, al- almost 300 people ended up with coronavirus after getting the vaccination and died. So we know that it's not even a vaccine. It doesn't work. J&J said today that, well, at least we're not causing deadly blood clots like AstraZeneca. So now you've got, now you've got, literally you have these vaccine companies, Don Jans, that are literally arguing over which ones kill more people. And yet we still have this push for vaccines and vaccine passports. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about last night that Dr. Yaden was warning about, and I know that it sounded kooky when we said it, but there has been nothing that has been honest about this from the lies of 
how it was spread, that asymptomatic, it could be spread that way from the lies that they told us about lockdowns, masks, um, how they pumped up the mortality rate. He went on to say about how they, you know, that we were denying people therapeutics that would work to rush these vaccines out. And he said that there was no benign explanation for this. And when there's no benign explanation, that means that the uh, that you have to reach the conclusion that with the vaccines, are are about modifying our genetic code and they're killing people massive reactions and now they're with the variants coming they're able to say that now you've got to get more and more vaccinations and that these variants are so deadly they now have an excuse to not only force you to get the first round of vaccines but then get booster vaccines that they don't even have to test and he says you can see where this is going that now they have the perfect means these are the people like bill gates and i run to read a quote to everybody And this was hat tip to my gal, uh, Sandra, uh, who posted this. Bill Gates, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's heading up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, a.k.a. abortion, we could lower that by perhaps 10 to 15 percent. So we've and this is what Yaden was talking about. That there, there is no benign explanation for this, Don Jans. The only explanation nope. for why they are denying therapeutics from people and forcing vaccines and then pl- setting the stage for you to get booster vaccines with no testing is to complete their plan of depopulation. And I, I, believe it, I believe it goes even further than that. It's not just the depopulation, because obviously the population increase is one of their big things in that the, the, because of the climate change that they're, they're trying to um, uh, tell us it exists. But when we go back and we look and we, we study these global organizations, what is their main goal? Their main goal is to bring about a one government around the globe, mm-hmm. which is communism. So, everything we study, everything we look at in these globalist movements all goes back to the Marxist theory, all goes back communism and communism is extremely evil communism has to have total control of the population it has to have total control of the population in a couple of ways everybody everybody has to conform to one way of thought you can Andrew, you can't you could not exist in a communist society because you would ask them why this doesn't make sense well, that's why they're trying to censor us. Do not ask that question. And that's why they're trying to censor us. And he goes on in this article to say, and I want to get, I'm glad you mentioned the evil world, because he goes on to talk about evil, that there, that, that um, people will say to him, well, you must be crazy talking about this, because we don't have this kind of evil going on. Well, let's, let me give you some examples of present day evil, because he talks, we, I mentioned one last night, he talks about how we're only two or three generations away from evil that took place in World War II, of millions of people being thrown into um, gas chambers and slaughtered. Slaughtered. Um, but even since then, you look at the Khmer Rouge, how many people were slaughtered over the course of history? The same ideology that is at play today has killed hundreds of millions of people. But let's take it to present day. Let me give you some what I think are examples of evil to support the people that might be thinking we're kooky right now to support this man's idea that this vaccine 
so cleverly done, so laid out, done in such a way that they could inject you with something that was is set to kill you two years from now, and you'll never know about it. And they don't ever have to look you in the eye. They don't ever have to line anybody up against a wall. They can just decide through the use and excuse of a variant to kill untold number of people. Let me tell you about some of today's evil, Don Jans. Um, I think it's pretty evil when we have a Democrat governor governors intentionally sending six seniors who they know are the high risk group intentionally into nursing homes, knowing that it was going to kill people. How about the evil of New York City clapping and cheering that they passed a bill to kill full term children in the birth canal? How about a Virginia governor talking about parents choosing to kill a child after it's been born? We already have evil in this country right now. We have evil right now at our borders where we have a Biden administration that's encouraging people to come up to this border, knowing that on the trek, children are going to be gang raped. We have, do we not have evil in our time? Just the example of, of late term abortion where children for no reason other than convenience, I mean, are being killed in the birth canal. So if they would do that, tell me they wouldn't do what we're talking about with these vaccines. There's There's nothing they will not do. The, the, the whole core behind this movement is, and it's always been, is the ends. That is this classless society that they're going to or, uh, operate and organize in total harmony. This end, there's no means that they, you cannot or you will not use to achieve these ends. I want to read something that, uh, just a very short statement. And then we'll take a break and then made. we'll pick it up on the other side. Okay. No, you go ahead and read your quote real quick oh, and then we'll take I'm a break. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Here's what Lenin said. Think about this during the break as well as listening to the commercial. Dictatorship is rule based directly upon force and unrestricted by any law. The revolutionary dictatorship of the proletariat is rule one and maintained by the use of violence by the oppressed against the oppressor. Rule that is unrestricted by any laws. That's it. We're going to take a break. Y'all meditate on that. Ruminate, marinate on that. More with Don Jans when we come back. And then at 630, we've got Bob Walters, and we've got a local legend for you in our Friday Feel Good coming up a little bit later in the show. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Finishing up our discussion with Don Jans about the end game of this vaccine. You know, you know if this vaccine worked and if it was the real deal uh, and if Corona was ever as contagious and as deadly as they said it was, uh, people would be lining up. You wouldn't have to force it. You wouldn't have to manipulate people for it. You wouldn't have to be making threats. Um, one of the comments from Dr. Yaden that he said that I thought was interesting, he said, he said, the people going along with it, I think they would probably say, I was only following orders, which we have right. heard before. So I gave some examples, Don, of, of some blatant evil that's going on in this country. And, you know, for people to be shocked at the notion that the government might use a vaccine to kill people, uh, how could they be shocked at that when we are killing children simply in, in the birth canals at an, an inch away from breathing life and walking around. I mean, it's it, it doesn't get any more evil than that. But I want to move the discussion into some other areas of behavior going on with our government that support the notion that they would do this. Hear me out. Uh, gun control. 
we know that gun control, the idea of trying to disarm us is, is, and that's something that's been very effective in like with Hitler and other countries in the past in order to gain control of the people. I think the Democrats, one of the reasons why I think it's plausible this could be the end game for these vaccines, because they know that ultimately, no matter all the little crap executive orders like Biden did yesterday, they can't really disarm us in terms of taking our weapons away. But can they disarm us through our arm? With this vaccine? Absolutely. This vaccine is one of the most dangerous things we've ever seen because it is the ultimate form of control. What's control? We have control over in China now, for instance. Control in China where they now take your pictures. And if you don't adhere to the socially accepted norm of China, then they know who you are and you can't go and you can't do commerce. You can't travel. You're totally under control. And this has also been proposed here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yep. Control. Never, ever forget control. What we have right now in a situation in, 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 in uh, Belarus is there are, a group of pe- there are a group of people that are now saying that the election, that their last election, was a fraudulent and a corrupt election. Isn't Those there a video? Excuse today. me for interrupting. Isn't there a video going around viral today of a van that, uh, that they busted open and dumped all pre-printed uh, ballots out into the street, the voters? I hadn't seen that. Yeah. Oh, no, that was Brazil okay. today. So, oh, so now okay. we've got two stories around the world. You know, aren't, right. aren't we on? It, but, but we have three. We have three. Because we also have the same story here in the United States. Yes. Where people who opposed, who said the election was a fraudulent, and there's clear reason to believe it was, are now indiscriminately being arrested, being imprisoned, because they are, catch this phrase, enemies of the people enemies of the state very and you know what and this is you know i'm glad you brought that up because yesterday a story broke that over 100 formers from national security military and others sent a letter to congress demanding a commission to investigate what happened on january 6th to declare a maga basically 75 million voters as domestic terrorists meanwhile they there's nobody not one of these hundred formers has said anything about blm and antifa and just yesterday blm and antifa were caught on camera storming the iowa state capitol did you even hear about this skins storming the iowa state capitol to try to quote kill some bills and assaulted an officer yet not hear about that yeah no nobody is addressing this Nobody's addressing this. But we literally have political prisoners in the United States of America today, one of which was beaten. And he's still uh, I I think it it wasn't I think it was the guy who had his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. We there we have political prisoners in this country being beaten, denied bail. We had a kid from Georgia deny bail because they didn't want because they said sending him home to where he was homeschooled was basically sending him back to an indoctrination center. The deep state, a deep state right now in the United States of America, an FBI and a DOJ that is targeting American citizens simply because of their political beliefs is a government that would inject you with a substance. In, in, in this for the same means that every communist regime in history has killed off people. Absolutely. We also have protected crime. And what do I mean by that? I mean that we have crime. That's one minute. Not we got to wrap in one minute, Don. Wrap okay. us up. We have, we have crime that's not investigated because it's political. Seth, and I'll just name a couple. Seth Rich. Yes. Murdered. Never investigated. The Awan brothers. Yep. We don't know the full story. Never investigated. Hunter Biden. 
never investigated. We are not under a nation under rule of law. We are closing in on being a dictatorship, and dictatorships will use any means they can to control, including vaccine passports. Doctor, the doctor was absolutely right, and every newspaper, any journalist who is a true journalist would be on top of this, just like you are. Well, I thank you for being here, Don Jans, and being willing to go there with me because most people are too afraid to say what we just said tonight. Thank you, and God bless. All right, now y'all stay tuned because uh, Bob Walters will be here for his weekly education segment. Don't go away. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. It is Friday, my favorite day of the week, not just because it's Friday, but because my buddy Bob Walters joins me on Fridays with the education segment during the break. Skins and I were saying one segment with Bob just isn't enough. We need more Bob. We need more Bob. The world needs more Bob. The the good news it's good news and bad news, Bob. The the good news is is I, I love doing segments with you. The bad news is when we started doing these segments, we didn't have as much crazy to cover as we do now. So thank you for agreeing to extending it uh going forward on Fridays. But what you got for us this week? Well, I got a number of things. First of all, in the area of good news and um, which I know the listeners would like. While California is the first state to pass a statewide ethnic studies program for high school students, and they did that last week, there's a good thing underneath the surface. Local districts can tailor a course to meet local standard needs. Use is not mandated at all, which is great despite horrible intent of this program. But it does mean that the parents have to be pretty close with their school district to make sure what is being adopted under the banner of this ethnic studies program. They don't have to adopt it at all or, or take it modified. But if they don't come to the school board meetings, they won't even know it's happening until it's too late. Well, one of the things that we're trying to get across to people is we're, we're, the, your segments are about awareness and yeah. then also a call to action. Because I, I heard another host today. I'm suddenly I'm starting to hear all these hosts that are doing segments on education. And one said that um, that uh, that he never his children have never been in public school. But the first thing that he ever did as a political activist was run for a uh, school board because that's really where the battle is, and that's what we've got to do. You don't have to run for school board, but you need to be going to school board meetings and getting involved in pushing back on this crazy curriculum. What else? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, Downey City, more good news. Downey City Council decided to cancel the proposed city-sponsored LGBT youth picnic in the city after they were approached by mass resistance with hundreds of angry emails and city residents at the city council meeting. So it was canceled. What, what, what were they doing having some sex-oriented picnic anyway? That's insane. I mean, we're sexual. Liberals are running things. I I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, and that's blatantly, blatantly sexualizing children. Hey, let's go have a picnic today and talk about your sexual appetites. I mean, that's disgusting. It's gross. Not enough in school. We got to do it in the spare time on the weekend. Exactly. Okay, Wayne State College. This is uh, good and bad news. In Michigan, tried again to cancel the victory won by the local Christian youth group two weeks ago, but they failed. And they, this time they tried to stop them again, and they went back to court, and they got defeated again, which is good. So it's good news. Okay. The bad news is they keep trying to do this for a group, Christian Fellowship, 
that has been active on the campus for 75 years. Wow. And the leftists were determined to evict them from the campus. I mean, the hell's going on? <laughs> well, you know, they're trying to squash, you know, Christianity. They can't get their, you know, they can't get their crazy over on Christians. So they, this is all about destroying everything that's going on in our country is about the cultural Marxist movement, destroying the fabric of society. And America was our fabric was based on Judeo-Christian principles and values. And they've got to destroy it and rip it up in order yep. to get you to buy that they're buy into, you know, that there's 67 genders. Right. That's Marxist mm-hmm. agenda. Sure mm-hmm. enough. All right, the move to charters is a national trend which is accelerating. The number in California has risen from 1% to 10% in the past five years. Now there's 1,300 such schools in the state, which is pretty unbelievable. Classical Academy, the Orange Unified School District uh, Charter, is a good example of starting each day with the pillars of allegiance and then focus on the six pillars of character which are honesty, citizenship, respect, courtesy, courage, and responsibility. And, you know, I love that because, you know what, that has nothing at all to do with anybody's gender, how they identify. It doesn't have anything to do with the tone of anybody's skin. It has to do with character. And that's really what the focus should be. If you're you're going to talk about anything outside the three R's, that's what the focus should be. Yeah, and they got 500 kids waiting to be in this school. They're in a waiting line. Okay. And that's hopefully if we bring this initiative and every parent can choose what school type they want to send their kids to and get paid by the state. Uh, it should really help the charters explode in activity. Well, yeah, I mean, think about that for a second. We pay taxes, even if you don't have kids. We pay money for the schools, and yet you don't have to choice of where that money is spent and how it's spent. I mean, that's flat out communism right there in and of itself to just take money from us. And by the way, I was thinking today that, you know, this was uh, the schools have have for far longer than you and I even been thinking have been the battleground because that initially started many, many, many years ago as this push to tell women they needed to get out of the home and get into the workplace. Well, in order to do that, somebody else had to be educating their kids. And once that happened, that's really when when it started with the with the slow move but the move to indoctrinate. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Yeah. All right, some other issues that are really uh, alarming. Okay. California's largest teachers union has a new demand. They want free child care for their kids. <laughs> it costs millions each month. That's, that's and that's, that's to go... teachers want to have child care paid for by the school district and the state. This is before they'll reopen? Is that what this is? Yes, before they reopen. So, <laughs> and... It's it's really shocking and amazing. Anyway, well, it is I mean, because they're... What about the poor parents who are having to take care of their kids right. now right. and still go to work? And it's yeah. Or how many so. of them gave up their jobs? How much money have they lost? Because they, they not only couldn't uh, afford child care, but you couldn't even get child care because of lockdowns. Nobody was allowed to come into your home. Yep. This is true. insane. That's insane. Uh, it is. Anyway, um, the proposed... Federal civics bill would devote six, which is the name of it, mm-hmm. would devote six billion dollars to woke trans education. This would pay for teacher training and how to teach history and civics per the woke influence, spelled W-O-K-E, mm-hmm. and would support student political action. So let's teach them how to be demonstrators. So no real learning of history and civics, just how to demonstrate and hate America. 
are they going to show? Theory. Are they are they going to show videos of what happened in Iowa yesterday of how they can break <laughs> into buildings and scream and yell and beat up on cops? Is that their idea of teaching them to be activists? Well, it, it, I'm sure it's in the back of their mind. I don't think they'd be showing it in public, but yeah. we know this is where they're trying to get it going. And they um, <laughs> so the, the critical race theory and action civics to put kids on the street. Uh, that's just crazy. It's just well, it's reminiscent of real education for math and, and reading and and. In history, it's this is not there. This is all reminiscent of, and I'm sure Don, Don Jans would agree with me. Hitler Youth, right? Yes, it is. Then you got in Philadelphia. I uh, just learned today that 44 percent of the teachers in Philadelphia send their own kids to private schools. <laughs> they don't go to public school. Doesn't that say it all? <laughs> <laughs> and yet the Democrats, of course, who represent the teachers union or the teachers union adamantly oppose school vouchers to let parents choose and decide. Think about that for a second. We stink so bad. We don't even bring our own kids here, but, but you know, years need to come here. And by the way, we need more money. You need to give us more, more tax dollars. Good grief. I know it's really unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, Then you got Portland school postpones the vote on changing a mascot for their school to Evergreens, which was, everybody thought that was a nice option for a, a mascot for the school. And it's, but they canceled it on, on fear of racism concerns since blacks were hung by trees 100 years ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're making that Where up. Where is the lines wrong with this craziness? <laughs> well, first of all, it's bad enough that they were going to make the mascot a tree, okay? What yeah. sport was this going to be a, a tree? Okay, that's bad enough. But then yeah, that yep, showed how mental they were in the first case, right? And then, but then <laughs> yeah. you're going to go because it's reminiscent of, a, oh, you actually, we had talked about this the other day. Skins brought me this story. That's right. And we were like, are these the same people that saw that a Pop Tart looked like a gun and that a peanut butter and jelly sandwich was racist? I think this may be the same school district. Talk with a staff <laughs> member here on the daily. What is racist next? Because there's always something. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, anyway. Try to tell the difference between education and propaganda, which I've been working on for my new book coming out soon. A good part of modern indoctrination tries to parade as education, but the critical difference is when one considers the object of each side. One enlightens, and the other aims to shape the kids to match the leftist worldview, Yes, which, which is where a lot of this education is going these days. Yeah, we're not. I I look back on some of my favorite teachers growing up and they were the ones that let me that that just uh, provoked conversation and thought and debate and let us just express ourselves, you know, and didn't try to tell us what to think. And and I can remember some teachers that bless their hearts that just put up with some of the dopiest stuff because I was working out my my debate, my political stuff back when I was 10, 9, you know, 11. Right. God bless. If any of y'all, my former teachers are listening, God bless you. So, thank you so much for putting up with me. But that's the way it should be. You know, none of them ever told me what, what to think, right? I agree. And I, I saw a seed of it when I was going to school in the 60s, but it was uh, not widespread. But you could see some of the activists beginning to make their motion inside the mm-hmm. the congregation of teachers. Anyway, in um, We've got about South a minute Carolina, and a half left, my friend. Yeah. In South Carolina, there's a number of new education bills, very harmful. One allows corporations to increase influence through developing and marketing badges, which would be designed to fit and workforce skills or attitude. 
such badges would be needed to gain employment in many companies. It's weird. Wow. That's like the, that's uh, a like training the, center for corporations. We're not talking shop classes here. We're talking corporations, like being secretaries or something. This has to do with the ESG score because corporations now their credit scores is going to be based on how they do with the environment, social justice, and governance. So now it's coming down. And I said that this was going to end up at the individual. It's going to affect your ability to get a loan. Now it's going to affect employment. They're taking it down to the school level, and and kids are now going to be graded and badged according to the ESG. Wow, this is Chinese social credit crap really in action. Just another de- erosion of what education is supposed to be about. And con- and yeah. about control and controlling minds. Yeah. And um, wow, you can't even get groceries in China until they scan your face and check your credit score, uh, your social credit score. And that's where we're going in this country. Before long, they're going to be telling kids what classes they're allowed to study and what, what track for jobs they're allowed to go on down the road. Bob Walters, thank you so much. And um, nice I, to be here. Yeah, I appreciate it. And we're going to be doing twice the time beginning next Friday. Thank you so much. All right. You take care. Thanks. Thanks, hon. All right. Now, stay tuned because we've got a local legend who's going to be with us for our Friday Feel Good feature. And I'm talking about none other than the legendary Father Joe Carroll from Father Joe's Villages. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We're reviving kind of our Friday Fun Day segment. We decided with all this tough news going on out there in the world today that we would do a Friday feel-good feature. And I can't think of a better way to kick this off than with a local legend legend with me tonight. Can y'all tell I'm kind of a little nervous because this is like a, a, our local celebrity from San Diego. Uh, I kind of teased it out earlier. You guys know I'm talking about Father Joe of Father Joe's Villages. And I'm holding up so you guys can see his book that he's written on, if you're watching on Facebook Live, and it's Father Joe, Life Stories of a Hustler Priest. I don't know of any other priest referred to as a hustler, and he joins me now. Hi, Father Joe. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hi, Andrea. Great to be on the show with you. Thank you so much for being here. Now, I gotta, I gotta take you, take you back. Your, your book is about stories, and I got a story for you. There's no way you would remember this, but I was a hustler myself back in the nineties, working for Xerox Corporation, and I called a Father Joe Carroll and asked for a meeting to hustle you a Xerox machine, and you could not have been nicer to me. You brought me down, invited me down, gave me a tour of your amazing facilities down there and everything that you did and I was so impressed by what you were doing for the community that I baked you a homemade pecan pie and delivered it two weeks later for Thanksgiving and I have never given one of my homemade pecan pies to anybody who did not buy a machine for me but that's how amazing I thought you were. That was good to kind by. <laughs> you know what your hustle your hustle was quite on display at your facilities down there um, how'd you get the name The Hustler? Well, when I first started, I was unknown in town. And hey, I'm trying to raise millions of dollars and nobody knows me. And Channel 10, Clayton Grace mm-hmm. hired a consultant to prepare this a uh, video of me. And the guy that was doing a video wanted to have me say, 
from a hospital. And I said, I can't say that. I'm a priest. The bishop will fire me. <laughs> he convinced me, and he said, what will happen? He said, they get up to go to the refrigerator for a commercial break. They hear the word hustle, they'll stop and say, what did he say? And it was true. That People remembered me from that day. But, but didn't that also accurately describe what you did? As I was reading your book, I mean, we could talk about your hustling days back in seminary, and I, and I want you to tell everybody about how you, and how you got kicked out of seminary. But I, in reading your book, though, you, it took a lot of hustle, as much hustle, if not more, than my days hawking copy machines to put together. I, the, I was hustling everything. Yeah. I was a great believer that there's always a dollar to be made on everything. Well, yeah, well, yeah one of my favorite stories in the book is how you bought a building in San Diego for a dollar. I mean, and we house 60 families in it now. I think my favorite story in the book, though, had to do with your AIDS uh, houses. And you had a neighbor that was complaining about having to live next door to some AIDS people. And you were like, oh, you, com- you complaining about being next door to some AIDS people? How much you pay for that house? And he said 180000 you And you wrote him a check and said, OK, problem solved. Because you didn't want to have to spend the next how many years fighting with a neighbor. I thought that is somebody who knows how to solve a problem. And when you when I toured your facilities down there, you were doing something at that point that was completely un, unheard of in terms of facilities and housing men and women together. How did you how'd you come up with the plan to do that? Well when they when they eventually move out, they're gonna be living in regular housing with men, women and children and families. They might as well learn how to do that while under our supervision. I just think that's a normal lifespan. When I lived in apartments before I became a priest, I mingled. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just real life. And then the closer you bring rehabilitation to real life, which is the goal of Father Joe's, the, the closer we're it's easy to make people make the switch. But they need to see real life as it is. Yeah, and one of the things that struck me when I toured your facility was you had a school set up at that point for kids, so kids didn't have to have any lapse in, in their education. You had, you know, employment programs. It was it was more than just the amazing job that you've done in feeding the homeless in San Diego. It was the way that you gave them a, a hand up to re-enter back in life. Speak about it's that. For I, well, I call, it's what I call a one-stop shop. We wanted to make sure that everything we found a homeless person needs to put their life back together is going to be on our site. They don't have to go anywhere. So we did a medical center, and we have all kinds of doctors and counselors. So you, you literally can do everything on site. You don't, we don't have to say, let's refer you to someone that we might not have an appointment with. We can, we can make our own appointment. We control the whole program. Now that you're retired, it, I would imagine it would have been hard initially to hand over your life's work to be handled by other people. But, you know, it, it, there's, there's great people down there now. When you, as you look back, what do you think was your greatest accomplishment? I run into it every day. I run into a success story. I'm at Ralph's or I'm Alpha Beta, and somebody comes over in the store and says, Father Joe, I graduated St. Benny's or Father Joe's and 98, 88, 2005. Every day I meet somebody who went to our program and is a success today. 
that's what gig makes me feel good. Everything we do works. Father Joe's villages are still healing people. And that's part of why we did this book. That we're, you know, the big thing is we're announcing the release of the book on Monday, and it's just me telling stories of my life to an author, a young girl, Catherine, and she, she knew me as a kid, and she knows me as an adult, and now she wrote this book. Made a, I, I can tell stories, but she made it really interesting and well, made people want to read well, absolutely, because having met you years ago and just being so amazed by what you've done in this community in San Diego, and you truly are a local legend, to be able to read about your life and laugh, you know, about your stories and how you grew up and even getting kicked out of seminary, but then all the different ways that you hustled and you created this amazing uh, this amazing facility, it, it just it just brought it all together for me. And at a time right now to just be able to read something that's heartwarming and inspiring and funny and to learn about you, because we all know who you are. But this, and you're right, I think in the forward you talk about how stories connect us and help us to understand each other. And we need that now more than ever. And so I'm just so thankful for you and Catherine writing this book. It's called Father Joe, Life, Father Joe. Life Stories of a Hustler Priest. And where will they be able to get it? I just dropped where they could go online. On Monday, it goes uh, on Amazon. But right now, you could get it fatherjoehustlerpriest.com. Just go online, fatherjoehustlerpriest.com. Well, Father Joe, thank you so much for all you've done for San Diego. Thank you for, and Catherine Teller, I said thank you for writing this book that made me laugh and helped me to know the man uh, so much better. And God bless you, Father Joe. God bless you, too. All right. You know, I think he might be, we were struggling before the show with our Hero of the Week. You know what? I think I might have to make Father Joe Carroll my Hero of the Week. Yeah, he's definitely the Hero of the Week. It was just great inspiration. I got a copy of the book, too. I can't wait to read this. And, um... Yeah, we need more people like this in our fine city and in our nation. Yeah, and, you know, I I didn't have a chance to ask him, but, you know, clearly we still have a homeless problem here in San Diego. Uh, You know, it, it wasn't his mission to solve it and to cure it. No one man can do that. But what I loved about him and I didn't have a chance to mention is when I see people on the street corner and they've got a sign up that says, you know, give money for food. He always says, don't give money to panhandlers because nobody needs to go hungry. They can get food in San Diego. And if you give them money, they're going to use it for drugs. All right. Who's your stink of the week? I, I had a hard time. You know, there's so many nominees nowadays, but I walked into the studio before the show. You sh- so showed me something brand new and I think we're on the same page and I hate to even say it, but yeah. the U.S. Navy. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. Navy. Guess what they put? This takes us back to the open of the show. Guess what they put on their uh, their logo? A mask. No joke. No joke. Doesn't that say it all about how politicized our military is? Anyway, thank you all. Thank you to Father Joe. Thank you to Bob Walters, Don Jans. Thank you, Skins. See you on Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific.